We are reading from Gopal Champu about the inhabitants of Vrindavan meeting with Krishna and Balaram at Kurukshetra. Now that you mention it, and the journey from Dwaraka to Kurukshetra of Krishna and his entourage, the princes, Krishna Valaram riding on elephants and so forth, is um, related to the Jagannath Rathayatra. It's the um, I want to say the the origins of the Jagannath Rathayatra from within the Krishna Lila. There was the meeting of Krishna from coming from Dwarka, the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Um, the meeting of the two in Kurukshetra. So this is played out, of course, every year in Jagannath Puri. The meeting of Krishna again with the inhabitants of Vrindavan, and it happens to be Lord Jagannath's birthday. So I suppose we should talk something about that. Jagannath Swami Ki Jai. Oma Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Salakaya Chaksuru Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Vande Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sohorito Guru Rai Pushpavanto Chitrosando Tumonudo Vande Ham Sri Ramakrishna Abhaya Charanasako Sukkado Paramanando Sundaro Sogalapriyo E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopisha Gopika Kanta Harakanta Namo Sude Tapta Kanchana Bhurangi Radhe Vrindabhaneshwari Prashabhanu Sude Devi Pranamami Haripriye Sri Guru Vaishnav Guru Paramparaki Jai Sri Jagannath Swami Ki Jai Jagannath Swami Avir Bhava Mahamotsvatiti Ki Jai so, commemorating the appearance day of Jagannath Swami. Jagannath is, uh, means literally the, the Nath, the Lord of the Jagat, of the, the universe, the universal Lord. <clears throat> and Appropriate to his name, then he is worshipped by many different sects, uh, religious sects with different religious conceptions. There are Buddhists who worship Lord Jagannath and Tantrics and Shankarites and Vaishnavites and all kinds of people, all types of religious conceptions. So he's uh, appropriately uh, named. He has a form that's a little difficult to uh, distinguish. So uh, exactly what that form is uh, representing. So it, uh, I guess, his form lends itself well to different religious uh, interpretations. And there are a number of histories as to the origin of this deity and um, building of his temple and worship and so forth. And the fact that they differ, in some cases considerably, should not be a cause of concern to us, because these types of histories, histories of divinity, whether it be the history of a saint, an avatar, a deity in this 
sense, which is this case, which is also an avatara, a crossing from up, ava, uh, to down, tara, crossing. Uh, the archa, bigraha, is a type of a, an avatara um, of the uh, of, of, of Bhagavan. Archa, bigraha, means the form of the deity. So it's a, 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 the life, the appearance, and the life of divinity, a moment, an eternal moment in the life of the Absolute, which is varied, uh, his life like ours, and as we have different emotional moments and so forth, if we could personify them and play them out fully at will, hmm, we could understand then something about the position of Bhagawan who does so, and whose Abhutaras, therefore, are said in the Bhagavatam to be asankhya, uncountable. Hmm? And uh, interestingly, as a caveat, Vishwanachakvitapur in commenting on the statement of the Bhagavatam, the third canto of the Bhagavatam begins a description of different avatars. And after uh, describing a number of them, this statement is made, but they're countless. Asankhya. Sankhya means to count, to calculate. You can't calculate how many there are. And he makes a note there, Vishnu Chakravitaka, that Asankhya also means, I think he said, that there are, some of them are are hard to know or something like that, or uh, con- con- concealed. Hmm? And uh, he quotes, cites the Bhagavatam of uh, Prahlad's statement that uh, where the Lord is called Triyuga. What is that verse? Chanakalu. Hmm? But in, it means that in Kali Yuga he comes in a hidden way. So this Asankhya word in Bhagavatam describing the nature of the avatars also gives is a covert reference to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who came in Kali Yuga where there doesn't appear to be an avatar for the age but he comes in a covered way, in a hidden way. As a devotee of himself. So, at any rate, we have in Gaudiya Vaishnavism many histories of the uh, divinity, um, aspects, moments, days in the life of the Absolute. And Jagannath Swami is one of them. And so, around, so there are histories surrounding these events. They are not to be. valued or deemed credible on a scale in, in terms of the extent to which they are, um, how would you say, uh, plausible. Their, their life, their activities, plausible from our, our perspective. This is kind of how, uh, in, in one sense, modern history is is uh, deemed to be credible, the extent to which it gives a plausible account of the actual events. And so when you have the lives of these avatars and the sense of divinity, the lives of saints even and so forth, we find many implausible, is that the right word, implausible things that are said about the miracles performed and, uh, I mean, wooden deities dancing and speaking and so forth. This is not very plausible. So the history seems less credible from that perspective. But these are histories of moments, as I say, in the life of the Absolute, where, there, where there's plausible is in a word, so to speak. As, as Napoleon said, uh, that um, uh, impossible is a word in the fool's dictionary. And so I probably used to quote that. And... Uh, the idea is that in, in this, in, there is a realm where impossible is not in the lexicon, not in the dictionary. In all things possible. Impo- this plausible and is is part of this sankhya, of this counting and measuring, and the, the exercise of the intellect to in, in an attempt to bring things within its grasp and control it and so forth, and categorize it and. And so, but reality, the nature of being and reality is that it can't be arrested by our intellect. Hmm? The self is categorically different from the intellect, 
and of a superior nature. So it doesn't answer to intellect. It's not unreasonable. Hmm? The idea of the self, from an intellectual point of view, but it transcends the limits of reason. So what is plausible within the realm of reason hmm, should not be then applied to divinity. And so these histories, they're different, but they're in a, in a sense accurate nonetheless because what they are is they're chronicling uh, the history of how divinity has affected people. It's a real, it's a real thing. They really, Jagannath really affected people. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu really affected people, for example, in extraordinary ways. And, uh, and so the, the, this is kind of the histories of the divine, if you will, in the world, at least from the Eastern perspective, uh, uh, that I'm familiar with. They, they are true, they're telling true stories, if you will, truly how divinity affected people and caused them to think and feel and and uh, missions started and temples built. I mean, this is a huge event. Hmm? Something called Jagannath caused people to build, as I said last night, the biggest temple in uh, Southeast Asia. And the whole city developed around it and so forth. And uh, it's still going on today. They're cooking 54 offerings a day there. Something extraordinary <laughs> is going on. Hmm? If it's something that's imaginary, we want to be part of that. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, more real, perhaps, than the so-called real. So that's the idea of these kind of histories. And as I've said before, they're meant to take us outside of the, the, the our tendency to measure and calculate and try to bring everything within the grasp. That's the problem. Maya means also to measure. So how can you measure the infinite? This is the idea. And as Pujapachita Maharaj likes to say, how can the finite know the infinite? Well, if the infinite, out of its infinite power, wants the finite to know, then what would otherwise be impossible for the finite to know the infinite becomes possible. And that's really a nice way of, in a, in, a, in, a, in a kind of a sutra form, if you will, in a short concise statement, the essence of Krishna consciousness, because the finite, if you will, soul, actually does capture the infinite in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Krishna is completely captured by the devotee, conquered by the devotee's praying. He shares, he falls in love with the devotee at a certain point, and he extends his praying to them, his srup shakti. And imbued with that srup shakti, they conquer him. So it's on his terms, he allows himself to be conquered, so the finite is captured, but by an infinite method, if you will, <laughs> uh, not, a, not a finite, imperfect method. Hmm. So anyway, the many histories of Jagannath, and they all have uh, value, um, and, um, and they speak about the extent to which this particular form of divinity has um, uh, shaped the lives of turn on the light of uh, millions and millions of people and continues to do so uh, today in a large way and as a footnote here in a large way largely due to um, my Guru Maharaj Om Vishnupaj A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, this is a Jagannath deity, is there is a local deity of Puri, and uh, he does his famous Rathiatra uh, annually there. But um, one day Prabhupada called me to his room and he said, when I was a boy, hmm, then I always wanted to go to Jagannath Puri. This is my dream that I could get a ticket on a train from Calcutta to Puri. It's about a 10-hour train drive, train ride, so that I could have the darshan of Lord Jagannath and participate in the Ratha Yatra. And I was so insistent on it that my father got me a little toy Ratha Yatra cart. And I used to perform Ratha Yatra in the courtyard 
my house. And I would invite the neighbors, and I would insist that a feast would be cooked, and so on and so forth. And then he said, and they all thought it was play, but it was real, he said. <laughs> he said, and so in a small way I was doing, and now in a big way I am doing all over the world. Hmm? Actually, we're not far from the first place uh, outside of India that Jagannath Swami made his appearance in, uh, in a prominent way. His appearance in relation to his uh, devotee, in this case, my Guru Maharaj, uh, as he looked at Amit Swami Prabhupada, because he had opened a small temple in San Francisco, and one of his disciples was out and um, found a little, what looked like some kind of Indian icon in Pier 1 or Imports or something like that, such a store. And she bought it and brought it back and asked Prabhupada about it. And Prabhupada said, Jagannath Swami has made his appearance. Hmm? And he asked, were there any others along with him? She said, there were two others. He said, go get those too. Balaram and Subhadra. And then Prabhupada uh, commissioned one of his disciples to carve the Jagannath, Balaram, and Subhadra deities in large size, based on the small little knick-knack model <laughs> uh, that, uh, that, he had, uh, that had been brought to him. And then he started the first Rathayatra outside of India. It may be the first Jagannath Rathyatra outside of Jagannath Puri. And the first one was on the back of a of a flatbed truck. They put the deities on the back of a flatbed truck and drove it through the um, Golden Gate uh, Park with Kirtan and distributed prasadam. There's some old pictures of Prabhupada sitting on Hippie Hill in, uh, in Golden Gate Park with uh, Jagannath the devotees circumambulating and doing kirtan and so forth. Hmm. So he had much to do with the um, wide uh, circulation of the Rathayatra festival, which is really the heart of the uh, Jagannath's life, if you will, from the Gaudiya perspective. So um, the history then, to to start and then come to that, part of his life from the Gaudiya perspective, which is, if you look carefully at the different religious conceptions surrounding Lord Jagannath, is the most sophisticated theologically and the most sublime and arguably the most accurate uh, conception uh, or the most that one could draw from the Lord of the universe. There may be other religious conceptions that one can draw. He may be amenable to being worshipped um, uh, in the context of those conceptions. But this one is what makes his eyes big. I mean, the Godias are giving the explanation why his eyes are big like that, why his arms are short. Why <laughs> There's no other tradition that worships him that gives any explanation. Uh, so the Godias have a very um, interesting take on that. Of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took his... Um, his uh, residence as a sannyasi in the holy city of Jagannath Puri. We should mention something about that. He had taken sannyas in a moment of madness. Hmm? Now, what, you, what do we mean by that? This is what we mean by that. Would it be madness for Krishna to take sannyas? Absolutely. That womanizer. <laughs> so att attached to his mom and dad, hmm? Yashoda, Nanda Maharaj, hmm? attached to his friends and so forth. He's very social. Hmm? He has a big social life. And indeed, he cannot live without that social life. Hmm? Prabhupada used to say, Krishna is never alone. So there are people who worship Krishna alone, but what what manifestation of Krishna is that? Hmm? Krishna, the word Krishna, the name Krishna, implies hmm? there's somebody else there. It's all attractive, irresistible. 
So it means that someone's around him. And of course, in Gaudi Vaishnavism, we have this idea that that the love of Krishna and Krishna are one. And Krishna says it in the Gita, Jejutam mam prapadyante tam sataiva bhajami hum. You know the meaning? As they worship me, so I reciprocate accordingly. So the absolute is taking shape in relation to the love and the way that he's approached. He could take any shape. And he takes the shape Krishna. Krishna means Krishna means he's taking a shape that more or less says, Do what you want with me. Take me on your terms. Uh, I, I, I'm completely sold out to you. This is Vrindavan Krishna. And they are treating him like that. They're treating Bhagawan as a friend and wrestling him to the ground as a son and chastising him, him and giving him lessons and so forth. It's not how you deal with God uh, traditionally <laughs> in any other uh, religious conception. So it's God really coming uh, to the devotee on the devotee's terms and so forth, largely. So, um, again, the finite capturing the infinite. Hmm. So, um, Krishna is very social and there's no meaning to Krishna without his friends, without Radha, without Yashoda. These are the people who call the Absolute Krishna all attractive. Hmm? And they have other names for him too. Um, all largely Leela names in relation to his devotees. So Krishna is defined, in a sense, by his devotees. Uh, and the fullness of Krishna is manifest in relation to the Braj devotees, as opposed to the devotees in Mathura and Dwarka who see him to one extent or another. But the fullness, he, he's sold out, hmm? bought and paid for, by the, the inhabitants of Vrindavan, and particularly the gopis and Radha. Therefore, he says to Radha in Bhagavatam, I said in the Gita that, that however you approach, I reciprocate according, but I can't reciprocate in, in, in kind for the measure of your love. You, you've exhausted my capacity, so you have to be satisfied with your love. That's more than me. I want that love. And then the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu takes birth, of course, this is the whole idea. So this uh, so for point is here, what? For Krishna to take sannyas, does that make any sense? This guy is completely, you know, um, controlled. And the sannyasi is completely uncontrolled, swarat, independent. Hmm? Yes, if we talk from a tattva point of view, yes, Krishna is independent, but... Even if we study that statement in the first line, Abhiganaswarat of the great Srimad Bhagavatam, we'll find our acharyas explaining it in ways to bring out this point I'm making. Hmm? He's not independent of love, he's conquered by love, actually. So, so for Krishna to take sannyasa, this makes absolutely no sense. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. We shouldn't think. He's anyone else. He is Krishna himself. He's not an avatar of Krishna. He is Krishna himself. And Krishna has taken sannyas. This is headlines. What kind of... What is what is this about? How is it possible? Hmm? Of course, we find out it's a bit of a sham. He did it for us. Because hmm? we need some symbol, some, some kind of formality by which we'll recognize him. How can you recognize Krishna? He's just like cowherd. He wants to blend with his devotees and his devotees say readily that they have no power to do yoga, no big brain to do jnana, no huge resources to do sacrifices in the karma marg. Therefore Krishna, but they love Krishna and they don't want anything from Krishna. They don't want eternal life from Krishna. They don't want control, like in yoga, and mystic powers from Krishna. What do they want? Krishna. Hmm? They say, we cannot budge from here. We have no power. But this is our ambition. 
We want you. As you, we don't want anything from you. We want you. The karmis, the jnanis, the yogis, they don't want Krishna. They want something from Krishna. Hmm? The devotees want Krishna. And they, their, their power to attain anything from Krishna seems weak. Hmm? But what they want is their strength. You understand? They want Krishna. And this attracts Krishna. So comes the bhakti power. Hmm? from Krishna, in other words. It's descending. I'm here, what can I do? I can't control my mind. I can't wrap myself up like a pretzel and stand on my head and control all the subtle organs of my body. I can't sit and just think of these aphorisms of the, of the, of the sutras and their implications and become absorbed and so forth. Hmm? Hmm? I don't want anything of the world, really. But I'm here. What do I want? I want you. I want to love you. I want you as you are only. And Krishna says, I'm coming then. I'm, he comes to them. Hmm? And this is how he comes to them, through bhakti. He gives them bhakti, by which he's purchased. Hmm? <laughs> it's a very extraordinary uh, idea. Hmm? Hmm. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is this same Krishna and he's purchased by his devotees and in a moment of madness he took sannyas. He thought about it beforehand, but he thought about us. He had the capacity to distance himself a little bit from his leela and his associates, Nimai Pandit, the local boy, one of them. That's how they felt. We'll do kirtan with Nimai Pandit at the house of Sri Vastak. We'll worship Krishna together with him. He's a nice devotee of Krishna. Hmm? Extraordinary devotee. He's our friend. Hmm? This is how they thought of him. So he distanced himself from that for a moment to think of us. Hmm? Krishna, like I say, they, they, this is, he's in the hands of his devotees, and his devotees are part of the fabric of the world, it would appear. Therefore, Vaishnava Kriyamudu Bhignina Bhujai. He said it's very difficult to understand a Vaishnava. He's not standing on one leg, performing all kinds of austerities. Hmm? He could be just going about, just chop water and carry wood. No, carry wood, chop water. No, carry water, chop wood, something like that. Something like that. This is kind of a Buddhist idea. But uh, to find uh, divinity in the ordinary, something like that. To find nirvana in the samsara. Hmm? So... (laughs) So, how you understand the devotees? And that's where Krishna is also. So, sometimes then, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, but he comes as a devotee himself so so that we could recognize him in the forests of material illusion. Hmm? He separated himself from the Raj Lakshmi, Vishnu Priya, his consort, and everyone else. And he took sannyas, entered the forest. It said he took means he took sannyas, and he stood out. Oh, he's not just some ordinary boy from Navadvip. He's a big scholar. He has the opulence of knowledge and the opulence of detachment. So there he is, looming large, like someone to take notice of, something like that's for our sake. Hmm? But it's kind of a madness at the same time from the perspective of, of the Leela. And the devotees were mortified at the idea. Hmm? And so, after he had done so, he was brought back by the devotees to the house of Advaita by the tricks of Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Long story. And there, all the devotees of Nadia were, were brought to see him. And of course, his mother came along, everyone except Vishnu Priya. And, his, and, and, he, and he thought, what have I done? I'm crazy. Yashoda. I took sannyas? What? This makes no sense. I'm Krishna, I took sannyas. Hmm? Uh, I'm your son. So he said, I'll give it up and come back home. But she said, what can be done? It's been done. I love my son. 
if this if he gives up sannyas, all the sadhus who we respect so much will make fun of him. I cannot tolerate that. So I have to honor what's been done now. But instead of going to the forest or to Brindaban, the, the ideal forest, so far away, my suggestion is go to Puri, which is just like a short distance from Nadi. Then we'll always hear news about you. Devotees can come and go. And we'll be able to hear about your activities and so forth, at least. Sometimes the devotees can visit. So he, showing his true character, he followed his mother. Hmm? His mother's order. He was a good boy. And he went to Puri. And there, of course, he spent the better part of his leela worshipping Jagannath Swami. So uh, it's a very central place. It's one of the Char Dham, the four Dhams of India. And within the context of Gaudi Vaishnava, it's one of the three Dhams. Navadvip, Brindavan, and Jagannath Puri. And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as I say, spent the better part of his leela there worshipping Lord Jagannath, and this festival of Rathayatra was the highlight of the year, of the year, year-long worship. And so many hundreds of devotees from Bengal, Navadweep, would come on foot in a, in a, led by Shivananda Sain, they would go into camp and walk as far as they could in camp and so forth. They come to Puri and then they'd spend um, several months with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the highlight would be in the middle of the Chaturmasya, this uh, Rathiyatra festival. So the birth of Jagannath, uh, I think it must correspond with the Anaswar, the bathing of Jagannath, that's part of the, the Rathiyatra ritual where the deity comes out of the temple, there's a special bathing and he catches a cold so then he's put in seclusion at which time the deity is renovated He's offered different infusions of fruit juices and things. To, and he has a squabble with Lakshmi. And he comes out of the temple and he heads for Vrindavan. So, anyway, we'll see how far we get with that. But this is the heart then of the life of the deity of Jagannath, whose history is long and varied, but from a Gaudiya point of view, this history begins in Dwarka. So I mentioned earlier that Dwarka and Kurukshetra and Vrindavan. These, this Kurukshetra is the place where Krishna from Dwaraka and the inhabitants of Vrindavan met. Hmm? They met in Kurukshetra. And this is what the Rathiyatra is commemorating, that meeting hmm? of Krishna after a long time of separation from the devotees of Vrindavan. And particularly, in, as we're reading now, as the story has progressed in Gopal Champu, uh, the meeting with... Um, He's, he's met with the other devotees of different sentiments. Now he's meeting with the devotees in Madhurya Rasa, the gopis headed by Radha. And there's very uh, complex and esoteric explanations of the exchange between Krishna and, and, and the gopis there. So this is very core and high theological material uh, within uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism. <clears throat> But um, the story goes, the history goes, that Krishna was in Dwaraka with Balaram and Subhadra. And as you know, Krishna, and we've heard from Gopal Champa very nicely, how Krishna ended up marrying different queens. The girls were in a particular plight, and he's a hero. He's the perfect Nayaka. Rupa Goswami has delineated, I believe, 64 different hero types, taking the dear Lalita, the four basic types, the dear Lalita, the dear Prashanta, the dear Dutta, and the dear Dhatta. This is all an aesthetic language, aesthetic language of India, drama. And uh, these four basic types, and then um, uh, analyzing them in different ways, there comes out to 64 different ideal, different types of heroes or male um, lovers, if you will. Hmm? There's the Nayaka and the Nayika, hmm? so the lover and the beloved. And there are 360 types of Nayikas, I believe. They're, it's all given Ujbal Nilmani. 
It's a way, if you study it carefully, of analyzing how Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's very interesting. But we can't go into that at any depth in this particular talk. Suffice to say, Krishna is the perfect hero and uh, the perfect lover. And living in Dwarka, he had a number of queens. He married them because of their plight. And through messengers sent back to Braj, he got the blessings of Nanda Maharaj to marry them. Nanamar said, I think you should marry them. And this is why and so forth. So it's an interesting, beautiful analysis of how, although Krishna is completely attached and sold out to, to Radha and the gopis, still he marries the queens of Dwarka. And how they are indeed, as it turns out, from the point of view of Tattva, partial manifestations of the gopis and so forth. This comes out in the Goswami's literature like Lita Madhavi, Dagda Madhava, somewhat in Gopal Champu and so forth. What a theology. It's just absolutely fascinating, mind-boggling. Hmm? The measure of the theological <laughs> implications of, of the, in the descriptions of these, like, they say, moments, emotional moments in the life of the Absolute. There's nothing uh, that could compare to it. Hmm? So at any rate, Krishna is in Dwarka and his queens are having a conversation and they're sharing notes about how the extent to which they know, they realize that Krishna loves these brudge people. That we're here, we're his wives, but his mind is really there. Even at night of sleep, we hear him calling out the names of his friends, his mother, and particularly the gopis. And so we've got him. To some extent, he's here. We didn't want him to let him go, but we know he's half gone somewhere else. He's only partially here. His mind is somewhere else. It's all teaching us how the love of Vrindavan brings out the full reciprocation from the Absolute. That love should be our focus. We can draw the most from that, from the Absolute, from that. So, so anyway, they're, they're talking about this, and uh, maybe this is related to some extent to Brihad Bhagavatamrita of Sanatana Goswami. Um, Rohini, Rohini was, of course, um, one of Vasudev's wives from Mathura, but she lived in Vrindavan, where Krishna, where Balaram was born. Hmm? And she helped to raise him there. So she's a, a mixture of a Brajbasi and a Mathuravasi, mostly a Brajbasi. So she had something to say and so forth. And so this, some description was going on of the Brajlila and, uh, and the inhabitants there and love of Krishna to the gopis. And Krishna was in the other room and he overheard the conversation. Overhearing the conversation about uh, the gopis and their love for him and so forth, he began to experience astasatpika, bikar, bikar, the trans- eightfold transformations Millions of times over. This we found, this we find in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is alluded to in the Bhagavatam. Hmm? Such possibilities. Hmm? Jagannath is the deity example of that, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the, is the moving, so to speak, avatar that exemplifies this in the Bhagavatam. Um, his arms contracted within. He became stunned so he couldn't move. Jagannath looks like he can't move. Hmm? Kind of can't. Where is his feet? Where are his legs? They're all like, a, like kind of like a tortoise brought inside. And his eyes are just like huge. And So these are all, this all hit the depiction in the deity form, all representing this transformation of ecstasy hmm? that the Vrindavan Leela there's a nice statement by Jiva Goswami in the Satsandarbha. He says, Oh, what is that? Yapi Upanishadam Dure Harikatamitam. What is it? Anyway, Dure Harikatamitam. The sounds of the Upanishads. Tattvamasi. You are that. Aham Brahmasmi, I am spirit. 
He said, Dure Harikatamrita. They are dure, very far. Where you will get by uttering them is very far from where you will get by Harikatha. Then he goes on to say, Kampashu Pulakalayovi. He says, By Harikatha, all these Satpika Vikar transformations of ecstasy will occur. That the whole Brajlila is a is it is a manifestation of to the extreme. The clouds don't rain there, they cry. Hmm? The whole play, all the movement is the uh, Anubhav and uh, Satvika Bhavs and so forth. And so Jagannath Krishna started experiencing all this this transformation of ecstasy. It became unrecognizable. Hmm? Balaram looked at him and he went into ecstasy, understanding the implications. Subhadra looked at Balaram and she went into ecstasy. Hmm? So this is the kind of historical, esoteric origin then of the Jagannath deities. This is gives some idea of their shape and form and why they're like that and what then it, what essentially they're about. They it's a it, Pujapachita Marsh described it as a train wreck, <laughs> a crash between the Dwarka and the Vrindavan conceptions, train wreck at Kurukshetra. Hmm? Krishna was going there, I'll play it out, in a train, you know, of the times, with elephants, a parade, and so forth, and there he met the inhabitants of Vrindavan after a long time of separation, and there was a crashing of these two theistic, spiritual, religious conceptions, the Dwarka conception and ego of Krishna, the prince. Hmm? We heard there in the Gopal Champu that Krishna heard the inhabitants of Vrindavan had arrived and he's a prince. No, nobody knows these people. They know he came from there, kind of, but only Uddhava went there hmm? as a messenger. It's, a, it's an insignificant place compared to Dwarka. Dwarka has, is a city built by the gods, palatial to the extreme. All the gods sent some gift there. And Krishna's this just extraordinary prince. Hmm? And so there he goes, this big parade, riding on an elephant, on entourage and soldiers. He has phalanxes and akshohinis and horses and the whole thing. There they all, this is the, it's like, you know, the president's uh, entourage is coming and all the limousines and everything and all the secret security guards and secret service and everything and it's all on the cameras and and so forth. And yeah, he came from, well, you know, wherever. Where was he born? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Some Hawaiian island or Nigeria or somewhere. <laughs> we don't know, you know. And so if any of those people show up, you know, and say, Mahalo, <laughs> Mahalo, Aloha, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, later, you know. Uh, meet me over here, <laughs> okay, after the photo shoot, you know. So we find that, as we're hearing a Gopal Chapa, Krishna says, send them over there, you know. Then he secretly kind of skips away from his entourage and so forth as they become busy and meets with the inhabitants of Vrindavan. His heart's racing, of course, to meet them, but they won't understand. The people of Dwarka won't understand. Hmm. But so anyway, there's this crashing of these two conceptions, the religious kind of tr- spiritual train train wreck and uh, and then Jagannath there he is you know he's like had been in a crash it's Krishna in a crash hmm? and 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 here comes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who is also Krishna but he is Krishna in the mood of Radha hmm? and this is who Jagannath with those unblinking eyes is looking for when he hears about that love of Vrindavan, his mind is completely on Radha. Here comes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Jagannath Puri, where Jagannath has been worshipped for thousands of years by many types of religious people with different types of religious conceptions. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes and he, and he says, the way in which Jayadev looked at you, that has merit. Hmm? Kesha Vadrita. Hmm? Not a Hari Rupa. He says... Oh, uh, what is his prayer? What is his song? 
Jaya Jagadisha Hari. Anyway, yeah, and all the other avatars. Jayadev wrote a song, and it prefaced his book, Gita Govinda. In the book, in the song, he offers homage to all the avatars, and in 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 effect, he says that they are all avatars of Jagannath, who is Krishna. This is what he says, Keshavadrita, Narari, Keshavadrita, Mina Sarupa, Keshavadrita, Brigupati Rupa, naming principal avatars. He said, they're all coming from Keshava, Krishna. Hmm? And this is who I worship as Jagannath. He prefaces his book by saying, in effect, through his song, Krishna is the supreme personality of God. And then he goes on to talk about it. The Leela, he writes a Leela that appeared in his heart, in which, of course, Radha predominates and Krishna, the Lord of the universe, bows down and touches her feet, takes the dust of her feet on his head. This is the famous line of the of the Gita uh, um, Govinda. Hmm? Jayadeva said was writing it. The Leela was appearing in his heart. He was writing it, and he came to the point where Krishna would touch the feet of Radha. He said, "This can't be. He's a supreme personality. How can I write that?" Huh? So he 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 left the house in bewilderment, and and uh, and uh, he came, but he, he came back in, uh, asked where his dinner was. His wife said, "I already cooked. You already ate. What are you talking about?" She says, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> he went and looked at his manuscript, and then he saw that the the lines had been written in that he was feeling in his heart, but he's thinking, "Is this possible?" What I'm, what I'm feeling, that Krishna is touching the feet of Radha. Hmm? So Krishna had come, in a, he'd taken the form of a, of a Jaidev, and it appeared like he had come back home, and his wife offered him a meal. And, and so he realized, Krishna's come and assumed the form of myself, eaten my dinner, and filled in the line and said, go ahead and write it. Hmm? It's a fact. This is a secret thing. Hmm? And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took this and said, "He, what he, I'm, I'm here to elaborate upon that. I'm Radha. Hmm? I'm trying to be Radha, hmm? and experience Krishna from her pers- myself from her perspective. Hmm? This, we will build a new religion around this idea. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a new idea. Hmm? Therefore, the Gaudis have traced it back and shown. Jayadeva had done it in an unsystematic way." Outside of any parampara, Mahaprabhu came to give legitimacy to this idea and form a disciplic succession hmm? uh, centered on this idea that could systematically lead people to that secret line in Jayadev's book hmm? that tells the heart of Jagannath hmm? what he's really, what really makes him tick, what he's all about, hmm? searching for the, stunned by what is the love of, of Radha. So a new sampradaya was born, but it has its origins in the Bhagavatam itself. And the Gaudis have brought this out and shown, this is what Bhagavatam says. Brindaranyan Facebook quoted the Bhaktivinoda saying that scripture is absolute, but it's also relative because people misunderstand it. So it needs to be rewritten and re-explained over time. Hmm? There's some discussion going on about that. Hmm? So nothing could be a better example of that than... Gaudi Vaishnavism itself. Hmm? Some people, not very theologically bright and spiritually um, deep, have said, oh, Bhaktivinoda wrote those kind of things before he was initiated, and that was just some kind of a ploy to bring in the Western people. But actually, the scriptures all should be understood literally, and, you know, and, and so on and so forth. And, and it's all been said, and no need for new light, and this idea... But the fact of the matter is, Gaudiya Vaishnavism itself exemplifies this principle, the Chaitanya Bhagavat. What the heck is that? Hmm? And it's saying the Bhagavatam is being continued. In, in the, it's about the life of Bhagwan and the inner life. And here it is. Chaitanya is the inner life coming out, personified. Hmm? Krishna in his most esoteric, uh, introspective moments, so forth. Hmm? So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and then he danced in the Ratha Yatra. Hmm? And, uh, and Jagannath was 
watching the dancing of Mahaprabhu. This is through the pen of Krishna Das Kaviraj. Krishna says in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Amishishu Guru Nata Radhikar Premera Unmata. He said, Amishisha, I am the disciple. In the dancing of Radha, that is my guru. Krishna is the is you know the dancing god that Nietzsche Nietzsche was looking for but couldn't find. And what is animating the absolute? This is Radha's love, bhakti. And so he said that her prame drives me mad. She's my guru. Sandipani Muni is the initiating guru of Krishna, but Radha is his Shiksha guru. <laughs> her love is his Shiksha guru. He's dancing obediently according to that. Hmm? He's moving, it means uh, controlled by her love. Hmm? So Jagannath, there he is, being dragged through the streets by the devotees. Those ropes are like the heart strings of Jagannath and the devotees are pulling on them, taking him down off of his throne, Lord of the Universe, and saying, we don't want you as a Lord of the Universe. We want you with us. We're dragging you through the streets. Make yourself available to the common people. Hmm? And there he comes. This is the Jagannath Festival. The Lord of the Universe has become available to all the people commonly, the commoners. Hmm? How? by the force of the love for his devotees. Hmm? As I said earlier, don't have the power to do big yoga and everything, but they love him, and they've drawn him down to them. They don't need to leave the world. Mama Janmani Janmanishpure. Babutad Bhakti Rahitukituri. Mahapurusa, I don't need to leave the world. I just want Bhakti. That's all. Wherever I have Bhakti, wherever there's Bhakti, that's where Krishna is present. Hmm? So Jagannath is being pulled through the street and and made available to all the common people. Hmm? And his eyes are fixed on Radha and she, in the form of Chaitanya, was dancing in a particular way and he's stunned. In the middle of the Rathiyatra and he wouldn't, the cart could not be moved. Hmm? They pulled and pulled. At one point it couldn't be moved. They got elephants to go behind the cart and push. It couldn't be moved. Hmm? And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he danced in a particular way and again he moved hmm, to demonstrate who, what was going on there. These are all truths that are brought out by the Gaudiya people about Jagannath Swami, whose birthday is today. Jagannath Swami ki jai, Premanande. What's the time? Okay. Any questions? Yes. I thought that some of the, the gopis had expansions as some of the queens in the Dwarka seems as their, their mood has changed. Is that like... They go with Krishna. They follow him partially. Wherever he's partially present, they're partially present, is the idea. They're still in Vrindavan, in their fullness, longing for him in separation. But just as he goes, partially, he's there too in their love, but partially he manifests for other devotees hmm, in Dwarka. But his, and so there are devotees from a, with a Dwarka perspective, but then there are eternal associates of Krishna who follow him wherever he goes. And with, to whatever extent, whatever extent he's partially manifest, they're partially manifest there as well. You follow? All right, we've gone a little long. It's time for the deity to rest. Save it for tomorrow. Shriman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Gitanda Prabhu ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Bindu ki jai, Gaur Premanandi. Hari Hari.